Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. God places people in certain situations and in a particular sphere of influence for gospel reasons. In today's message, Pastor J.D. encourages you to listen to the Lord and share the good news with those around you. God needs you to be His hands and feet. Don't be the weak link in someone's chain to salvation. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 18, 2020. The media, Mockingbird, the official narrative, those conspiracy theories, well, I actually looked into them. I know you're not supposed to, because if you do, then you better be wearing a tinfoil hat. But I did it. Quoting, according to those conspiracy theories, this is 2013, pandemics were bound to happen in the decade of 2020 to 2030. So I wrote the song Pandemic about it. Hmm. Here's the bottom line. COVID-19 and the vaccine are a conspiracy fact. And as such, the final nail in the coffin of this fallen world. While we don't know how much more time we have, what we do know is we are ever so close to the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ. For those who have not come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, this is the truth, you will be left behind and you will enter into the seven-year tribulation. Now, I'm asked this often, so let's just say that I'm left behind, I enter the seven-year tribulation, will I still have a chance to accept Christ? Oh yes, you will. But I have a question for you. If you're not going to live for Jesus Christ before the tribulation, what makes you think that you're going to die for Jesus Christ in the tribulation? Because that's what's going to happen. If you refuse the mark of the beast, which will damn you for all eternity, and I am convinced now than I ever have been before, that at some point that vaccine is going to become the mark of the beast. I mean, think about it. You cannot, oh, by the way, this gives me an opportunity to... So last week I was talking about uh, the occult rituals, initiation rituals with mask wearing and washing of hands and six feet social distancing. Man, 
uh, I've been called every name in the book. I mean, conspiracy theory, theorist is nice to be called that. I, just, I wear it as a badge of honor, especially after today. But I've been called everything from hypocrite to, you know, whatever. And what I want you to know is, in Hawaii, it may not be like that where you're at on the mainland or elsewhere in the world, but in Hawaii, if you want to share Jesus with somebody in a store, you have to wear a mask. You cannot get in the store. And if you try to get in, it's going to be a scene. And then when, you know, the security kicks you out of the store because you're not willing to wear a mask, well then, next time you go in with a mask, how are you going to share Christ with somebody who's wearing a mask? So, I mean, if you got a better idea, I am, and the Lord knows my heart, I am open to suggestions. But if I want to go into the store, I have to wear a mask. I cannot buy or sell without an M-A-S-K. And it's a conditioning, an initiation, a ritual that is preparing people for that day when instead of an M-A-S-K, it's an M-A-R-K. And that's what it's leading up to. So call me hypocrite, you know, conspiracy theorist. This is why we do these updates, and we've been doing them every week for 16 years. And it's also why we end with the gospel, the good news of salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. There is no other name given among men where we must be saved. It's the name of Jesus Christ. And that's the gospel, the good news. Paul writing to the Corinthians in chapter 15 says that the gospel is that Jesus came, He was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day. And when Paul writes to the Thessalonians, his first epistle, he says that the gospel is that Jesus died, He was buried, He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day in the rapture. That's the good news. That's our only hope. That's our blessed hope. But it's our only hope. For the last couple of months now, we've been sharing testimonies we receive from online members, and I want to share two more with you today. I know that this is an encouragement to you. I know it's a, a, a huge blessing and encouragement to me as well. Um, as I do, I, I just want to say to you, and I think this is probably as good of a time as any to say it, that you here locally are part of a grand and glorious work that God, as only He can, is doing in reaching to the uttermost parts of the earth. Who knew? God knew. This small fellowship of believers would be on the windward side of Oahu. And you're a part of that. You're a part of this. So I want you to be encouraged by this. We'll start with the billboard updates. You heard about this, right? I think it was a couple months ago I uh, shared with you about a brother who wishes to remain anonymous in Sebring, Florida. He purchased two billboards and put them up. These are huge, huge billboards. He put up two billboards, and when I shared it, other online members picked up on it, 
and started putting up billboards in other states. One brother has sponsored multiple billboards in Idaho and Washington. Those are my old stomping grounds. Also, I'm told that a sister, along with a small group of folks in California, are working towards distributing flyers in local papers to include the ABCs of salvation and an accompanying write-up. They're looking to reach approximately 8,500 people in their community and neighboring communities. Also, this is from an online member who wishes, again, to remain anonymous. Quote, We have had quite the journey regarding our billboards campaign. (laughs) I had a vision in a few days, or a vision a few days after going live with about 22 billboards about a green map (laughs) of the U.S. and a vision of the words, wake up. The next day I found that on a billboard site, each digital billboard turns green when in use and the ones still available are red. Since that date, my husband and I have increased our budget and turned on billboards in every state that is available. So much so that we broke their website when we enabled all 1,300 plus locations. Since then, we were contacted through the company regarding the fact that we somehow disabled their IT department from working on our billboard campaign. After we broke their site, their sales rep reached out to help break out our campaign by location or some other way we could track sales. It was quite interesting trying to explain to their rep We weren't trying to track sales, but rather reach hearts for the Lord. Interestingly enough, since then, we have been denied access of multiple billboard sites in cities across the U.S. due to them claiming the ad was divisive. I never thought the ABC image or the deception confusion image was divisive. However, I can see where our world is headed with censoring now more than ever before. My heart breaks for those people in cities where our message of good news is being censored, but we have tried to turn on new billboards in the surrounding cities where available. My only request is you pray that our message reaches those who are lost confused, or searching for answers, and that censorship not limit our ability through God's will to reach even one more person. As of now, we have our billboards up through October 31st, and if God calls me and my husband to extend our billboard campaign, we will not only extend, but will trust that God will use it to further His kingdom. Many thanks to you and your amazing team, and I pray that all those involved in trying to spread the good news is successful and met with no opposition. Praise the Lord, yeah? <laughs> God chooses the foolish to confound the wise, right? One more? This is great. This one just blessed my socks off. 
It's from Nick in Sydney, Australia. And he sent me a YouTube video he created. And it's actually really well done, about 11 minutes in length, titled, Convert a Cabbie. And he says, quote, I've been watching your videos for close to 10 years. And this is my evangelism video called Convert a Cabbie. I'd never met a Muslim in my world, and suddenly I had Muslim neighbors. On one Christmas Eve, we had a knock on the front door, and it was our Muslim neighbors evangelizing us. I was just bewildered, thinking, what on earth is going on? We were the Christians. It's Christmas Eve. We should be evangelizing them, but we've got Muslims evangelizing us. And I just didn't know what to do with that information. I realized that it was time for me to face my fear of Muslims, and I plucked up the courage to knock on their door, and I gave them a Bible. And then we spent 15 minutes discussing the Jesus of the Bible versus the Jesus of the Qur'an. I soon found myself conducting weekly site inspections via cab rides throughout Sydney in my role as an engineer consultant, and it soon became clear to me that around 98% of the cab drivers in Sydney, Australia, were Muslim. I plucked up the courage to tell these cab drivers about the Jesus of the Bible, and surprisingly, they loved it. Then God told me, you can do more. So at the end of each cab ride, I gave them a Bible, and they accepted it, and they loved it. They were actually really excited to be given a Bible. I began to offer them in English or Arabic, and they loved that even more. Then finally, towards the end of this little six-month window in my life, I met a guy named Muhammad. And I asked him if I could give him a gift, and he said, sure thing. He goes on in the video to say Muhammad was dressed up in complete Muslim, uh, you know, the, the robe, the head covering. I mean, there's no mistaking, this, this guy was a Muslim. And so he says, can I give you a gift? And he says, sure. By the way, you have to understand, in the Arab culture, when you give an Arab a gift, that's huge. I mean, the door is wide open. So to his credit, he's given them a gift. Little do they know, it's a Bible. But they accept it. It's a cultural dynamic. So he says, I uh, reached into my bag, and I gave him a Bible. And then he said to me, Nick, mate, you're good at this preaching stuff, really good. But unfortunately, I can only read English. He gave him an Arabic Bible. I said, oh, no worries. I reached into my bag and said, here you go. Here's an English Bible instead. And he took it, and he started laughing, and he smiled, and he was really, really thrilled to get the Bible. Then he drove off down the street. Then he suddenly skidded to a stop and started reversing back towards me. And I, I started to worry, oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? As he pulled back up alongside me, he ran down his window and he said, Nick, mate, (laughs) 
can I ask you a favor? I said, yeah, what is it? He said, that Arabic Bible, I can take that too. And I said, oh, sure thing, but what do you want it for? He said, Nick, mate, (laughs) my wife reads Arabic, and I can only read English, and I want to be able to read the Bible with her. He then ends the video saying, I really hope this message lifts your spirits and encourages everyone who hears it to have the courage to evangelize others in love, even when you didn't think it was possible. Listen, like the Apostle Paul said it, I'll say it this way, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be afraid. (laughs) The power of the gospel to save. If you cower in fear and don't, God will find somebody else. Like Mordechai said to Esther, how do you know that you weren't positioned for such a time as this? And if you don't do this, then deliverance will come from another. God will find somebody else. See, God has people that He wants to bring into the kingdom. And God has ordained it to where He uses us as human vessels to do it. I mean, if you think about it, God could have just parted the heavens and stuck His face through. That would get people's attention. Say, hey, I'm real. Repent. I'm repenting right there. But he doesn't, he doesn't do it like that. What are the ABCs of salvation? A childlike explanation of salvation. It's just a simple way to be able should the Lord give you the profound privilege of sharing the gospel with somebody? This is a template that I I want to equip you with. It's just a tool. It's just a way. It's a childlike, simple explanation of the gospel. The A is for acknowledge or admit you're a sinner and need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all been born sinners in Adam, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 packages first the bad news, and it's really bad, (laughs) with the good news. What's the bad news? Oh, there's a penalty for that sin, and it's the death penalty. That's the bad news. You fall short of God's glory, His perfect standard of righteousness. You've broken His law, and now there's a penalty. So you're standing before the judge of the universe in the courtroom of eternity, and He asks you to enter a plea, and the only plea you can enter is guilty. I'm guilty guilty as charged. And then the judge enters into the sentencing phase, and he pronounces the sentence, and he says to you, it's the death sentence. And then walks in a man into that courtroom of eternity. And this is no ordinary man. This is the God-man, fully God, fully man, Jesus the Christ. And he says to the judge of the universe, hold everything, stop. 
I will go to his death, her death, in their stead. And the judge of the universe looks at you and says to you, I have good news for you. You're free to go. Your debt is paid. Your sentence is going to be carried out by another. Good news. You're free to go. That's what the word gospel means. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So he paid for it. And then he offers it to us as a gift. If you pay for that, it's not a gift, it's a purchase. He purchased it. It cost him everything. His shed blood in our stead. And he paid the price in full, and it is finished. The debt has been paid. That's the A. Here's the B. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And as Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C, lastly, very simply, is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And then Romans 10.13, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Father in heaven, we simply cannot thank you enough for the gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, for the simplicity of the gospel, and for the clarity of Bible prophecy, all of which point to your soon return for us, your church. Lord, thank you for telling us what the world's going to look like at the time of the end. Thank you for telling us what's going to happen before it happens, so when it begins to happen, believers will look up and lift up their heads, knowing that our redemption draws nigh, and non-believers will believe. Because you said in great detail in your word that this is exactly what was going to happen at the time of the end, and it's happening. And so Lord, I pray if there's anyone here in this amazing church that I'm so privileged to pastor or watching online that has never called upon you, believing in their heart, confessing with their mouth, putting their trust in you for the forgiveness of sins. I pray that today would be the day of their salvation, that they would in no way put off the most important decision of their life for eternal life while there's still time, not much time. The time's at hand. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, 
and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.